Chapter 40, A Whispering of Voices First thing I had to do was escape from this prison, this dung heap, domain of wood and green leaves, this cage without walls or door that the fair folk had tossed me into because I had defied them, because I had stood in the market and stolen property. I had freed slaves, a boy and a girl, destined for a life of service, and their only crime had been to return from the lands beyond. Except I had offered them a choice. I had offered them a risk of freedom. The only freedom I could offer was death. I didn't know. I didn't know. I couldn't have known. Death should have been my punishment. I was the one who sought it, the freedom, the release, the end of suffering, the coward's end and I'd thought myself more than a coward. They wouldn't kill me. It was the only punishment that would kill me, figuratively speaking. My soul would die in my skin, and they would win. That is how they punished me, banished me to this prison without walls or door, lacking both a beginning and an end. This cage was kind of like the door to Nell Morgan's apartment. In its own way. How do you block a door? How do you make a way impregnable, a place unreachable? You hide the door. You make secrets of the walls. You hide the bars from the prisoner so that he doesn't know he's caged, doesn't know to rail against the dark, because there is no dark, only light, endless light. That is how you make a thing unattainable. You make sure that the prisoner doesn't know the thing exists. Without knowledge, there is no focus, nothing to strive for, nothing to long for, nothing to bend one's will against. I couldn't rattle the cage if I couldn't find the wall. There was only this endless forest, this place of light without a sun, lacking only shadows, shrouded in trees and mystery. Thus was my prison formed, all because I had violated the common market, defied all convention and reason. The rules of fair trade meant nothing to me. And so I found myself here, in a forest, in this prison without walls or a door. Watching the children die was my punishment. The forest was my punishment, trapped, unable to do anything but watch as those I had only sought to rescue died. That was punishment. They had faded. They had died. Starved in this cage of forest and leaves. A forest is punishment. Watching the girl die is punishment. The boy was gone, seeing the air of defiance. He had gone back to them. To be someone's slave, given a second chance because he had watched his sister die. Had the girl reached for my hand first? As I had offered it to them, Beowulf Drake vanished in the crowd. As he had left me alone in the crowd, as he had returned with Del Morgan, so I had held up my hand. The girl had returned to my touch, the boy following because he didn't want to be separated from his sister, knowing nothing, as I had understood nothing, returning from the lands beyond. Innocent, the boy had been forced to watch his sister die. That was why the fair folk had taken him back. 
He hadn't known what wrong he did, only followed after his sister. Or he had been the first to reach for my fingers, I don't know. Being the first, his sister had only followed after him, not wanting to be separated. For his transgression, he had been forced to watch his sister die. Knowing the price of defiance, he would never question the fair folk again. He would be a good little slave forevermore. So I was punished, held in this cage without doors or a wall. I couldn't find the exit. I couldn't be free. I would have to find a way, make them want to release me. If only I had something they wanted. If only I had Lucifer's widow. That would be my freedom. That would be my release. Del Morgan would take me back, and I could continue the search for my heart. If only I found the book, I would be free. If only I was free, I could search for the book. I must be free to seek the book. I needed the book to be free. Yeah. But perchance it would work. I need but seek the thing for it to find me. If I sought Lucifer's widow, I would find it. Even in this prison, I would find it, a book that James Joyce never wrote. If I found such a book, I could continue the search for my heart. That was something to live for, something to strive for. Anything that brought me closer to finding my heart was a good thing. So I would search for this book, this travesty, this imaginary thing that James Joyce never wrote. I knew where to look. I knew where to search. I had an idea, a clue, somewhere to begin. I must find the Library of Forgotten Dreams. Or was that Lost Dream? I can't remember. All I know is that I must find it. This library shall have such clues as I can make use of. I shall seek it out. Not knowing what to expect, not knowing what I shall find, rumors and lies, who guards the library? I must remember that. Something Doris said. Something that bothered the non-existent Jack. The patrons of the library don't like Del Morgan. I must remember that. I must be wary. If they don't like Del Morgan, then they might not like me. They wouldn't like me. I must remember the enemy of my enemy, sometimes my friend. The patrons of the library, Forgotten Dreams, might help me because they didn't like Del Morgan. I must remember that. They might give me aid and comfort. They might give me ways to challenge her. They might give me Lucifer's widow. So I would seek the patrons of this library, and seeking them, they would find me, as the dragon said. That which I sought, I would find. That which I looked for, I would discover. That which I needed, I needed. Because it needed me. Or something like that. I've been in this place too long. It's starting to make sense. So I must seek the book. Trapped in my cage, I must seek Lucifer's widow. Hobbs, my angel in dark fur. She had told me that I could search for something even in a cage. If only I knew what I was searching for. If only I wanted it. As long as I wandered blind, not caring what I might find, I would find nothing. If I truly sought something, even if I was but standing still, I would find it. I knew things. Without knowing how I knew, I knew things. It was part of having survived the lands beyond. It was what made me so valuable to Del Morgan. I knew things. I could find them. 
I had knowledge that I had no knowledge of, such things as a garden guarded by the great dragon. I hadn't known of such a place until I'd told Hobbes about it, so I must know of the library, if only I could talk about it. No memory, only a voice of a place I had never been. Descriptions of a place I didn't know. That was my power. I knew where my heart was. I knew how to free myself. If only I could talk, if only I could essay the words. But I couldn't. I was silent. I could only answer questions. That was my curse. That was how Del Morgan held me. I couldn't know freedom without my voice. And Del Morgan had taken all of my words. I couldn't speak. I couldn't know the book. That was Del Morgan's power over me. I must speak the language of the book. Describe where Lucifer's widow may be found. Only then would I know. Only then could I find it with my voice. I would know how to free myself from this cage of trees where the fearful had banished me. I could do nothing until someone asked me a question. I couldn't speak until given permission. Then I could wander. Then I could muse. Then I would know the final resting place of a book that James Joyce never wrote. Hobbes had taught me this, wanting me to find the water of life, wanting to take it from me. She had helped me. Hobbes had shown me, without words, how to search with them, how to find things I didn't know, where to locate them, where to find them. Hobbes would help me. If only I had something she wanted. If only I sought a book that she might read. She would help me. She would ask the right questions, if it would but amuse her. She would ask me how I might free myself from Del Morgan. And I would answer... I give you permission. What? I was on my feet, searching, staggering, looking for tree to blind tree, looking for voices. Hobbes had spoken to me. It was her voice she had spoken. I was shaking, blood pounding so hard I couldn't breathe. I fell, stumbling, staggering, crawling to my feet, looking for Hobbes. But it was not her voice that shook me, that left me fit to burst, unable to speak. It was my voice. I had spoken. I had answered. Hobbes had given me permission to voice words, and I had answered. Where was she to give me permission? I don't know. I couldn't find her in this cage. Hobbes had spoken to me. As I had needed her, as I had wanted her, she had been there. Had she been there? No sign, no voice, no flicker of gray fur. She had found her way to this cage. She had spoken. I don't know. I couldn't believe it. Her voice was gone. I'd wanted to hear her so much. I don't know. I could have imagined her words. I could have dreamed my answer. I was mad. To hear voices in the wilderness where none stood to answer them. I had answered them. With words? I don't know. I could have imagined it, Hobbes speaking to me, my answering. It could have all been in my head. I couldn't find Hobbes, staggering, slipping, searching, seeking for tree to tree. I couldn't find her. I couldn't believe her voice, and I couldn't believe my own. I couldn't speak. One word was all that had passed from me. One word that may or may not have been spoken. A question shot like a bark of laughter. I'm mixing metaphors. Oh, I, I don't care. They're for herding cows. This was just grand. I was starting to doubt my own mind. I mean, 
seriously doubt my own mind. I don't know if Hobbes had spoken. I couldn't prove that I had answered. If I had answered, it had been a defiance of Del Morgan's curse. I could beat Del Morgan's curse. So I was struck dumb. I couldn't speak. I couldn't stand, trembling, shaking, curled on the ground. I thought I might die. I must go find an exit. Before I lost all will and sense, I must rail against the light, the all-pervading brilliance that filled this forest never yielded the dark. It would consume me, this forest, cage, trap, punishment for freeing slaves. I would be free, and all I had to do was stagger to my feet. Well, go on, get up, crawl. Pull yourself up by a tree. That's a spirit. Get my legs beneath me. Walk one step at a time. I would find Lucifer's widow. I would find the library of forgotten dreams. I would find a way from out this prison. The booksmith had shown us the way. He had told us about the library. It wasn't a grand thing like a castle in the clouds. It wasn't exactly a place where old dreams went to die. Gathered slowly by gray men. Gathered from broken wills and shattered dreams. Maybe they were gray. I don't know. Library was many things. It was many places. The great homes in the valley, each one had a piece of the library. There were many landowners in the valley, many great homes, like little kingdoms, each one onto its own, many pieces of the great library. That was how I must find Lucifer's widow, by searching each library in turn, going to each mansion in the valley, speaking with the landowners and librarians, asking for rumors and stories of a book that James Joyce never wrote. Maybe they would help me. Maybe they would drive me away. Maybe they would recognize that I sought to free myself from Del Morgan. All I had to do was find them. All I had to do was reach them, prove myself to each landowner and master. All I had to do was free myself from this prison, this pestilent swamp, this cage of wood lacking both windows and a door, having no beginning, lacking an end. I would be free. I walked, seeking the valley of lost hopes and forgotten dreams. I would be free. I was free. This audio recording of The Farewell of Gideon and the Tale of the Donkey is copyright 2011 by Keith D. Jones. All rights reserved. <laughs>